Hey, welcome to the stories I wish you heard. If this is your first time listening to this show, I do an episode a week. The A episode features a story from my blog City Songs, so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one first and come back after. You're listening to the B episode where I walk you through some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. We also have some special guests in the form of storytellers who'll share some of the stories they wish were heard and they'll help us unpack some of the themes discussed. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by clicking follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You'll get notified whenever a new post is up. iOS users, please rate the show and leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app to let me know how I'm doing. And with that out of the way, let's get unpacking. I wrote on how we went to bed one night and never shared a bed again in January 2018, and it's got, I think, the longest title I've ever written. And it was a response to a writing prompt from my friend Jason, or Nishiboy, who called upon bloggers to dust off their keyboards and write one more time. The story itself is based on an older piece that I wrote, so I like to think of this and reprising the teacher as sort of bookends of the same story. So I was seeing someone at that time, and we couldn't seem to communicate the right way, so I told him about this thing that I saw on Burlesque, where Cher's character said, tell me a lie. And Stanley Tucci said, I don't love you. I thought that was such an earnest way to be brave and say how you feel about someone without really saying it. So despite his initial protests, I convinced him to give it a shot. Uh, We didn't have the courage to say we liked each other directly. So we played Tell Me a Lie. That's how we confessed our feelings for each other. Now towards the end of our relationship, um, we hardly talked. We knew it was over, but we couldn't find the words to say it. It felt like every exchange was awkward and painful, but there was still so much to say, so one night I asked him if he wanted to play Tell Me a Lie one more time. By flipping our truths to lies, we were able to thank each other for the time we spent together and properly say goodbye. Converting the story to the podcast was fun. Um, I had to think of a way to show that you were traveling to the past, So at the 2.44 mark, you'll actually hear some weird music playing. So what that is, is it's a piano from my opening credits, and I reversed it, but I also used an effect so that it would speed up and get louder as it played. And then I split the audio, and I muted sections alternating from left to right. So if you played it while wearing earphones, it would seem like music was coming from left and right, left and right, and it would seem like you were being spun around very quickly and then in reverse. It's one of those blink and you miss it kind of things, but I had fun making it, and I hope you enjoyed being spun around to the past. My friend Ron chose this week's story, and he was also kind enough to record lines for the episode. He is one of two hosts of Cinephiles. It's a podcast about tropes, genre, and literally anything related to the film industry. So a big thank you to Ron for helping bring this story to life. Now after the break, we'll listen to this week's storytellers who'll tell us about their time travel stories. We'll be right back with the stories I wish you heard. Get your tickets ready and make sure the popcorn is warm because the film podcast is about to start. Camera rolling in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Cinefiles. 
Now in HD. Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for Cinephiles. It's a Bunk Collective podcast hosted by Ron and Jerfy. If you've ever wasted minutes scrolling through Netflix aimlessly looking for a movie to watch, check out their latest episode, File 023 Shorts, Top Picks on Netflix. I'll leave the link in this episode's show notes. Now, earlier this week, I posted this question. If you could go back to the last day you saw your ex, what would you say? And this week, we have a total of 12 storytellers beating last week's record of seven. So let's see what our storytellers had to say. Our first storyteller is Julianne, who we last heard in 17B. Let's listen to what Julianne had to say. I remember that night vividly. I like you more when you're drunk. When you're sober, you just sit there still. Every move and every word is calculated, you said to me. I smiled and took a sip. How can I tell you that the guilt eats me? I wanted to scream and shout at the top of my lungs. I shook my head at the thought. I can't let that happen. It's ironic how I handle this in calmness and composure. If you only knew. Hmm, if that's the case, let's drink to loosen up, I said, hiding my hesitation. I'll booze down my regrets of us spending the night again together. We know we weren't meant for each other. I guess Italians was meant to end. It's inevitable. There's nothing I want more, but for us not to hurt anyone anymore. And if I could go back to the last day I saw you, I will still be quiet. I'll just enjoy that moment. There's nothing left to say. Not a single word or a three-page essay could save us from goodbye. So it seems we're getting more of Julianne's story. Uh, She said she was quiet on the last night she saw her ex. And if she could go back in time, she would be quiet still. And there's something so poetic about that kind of surrender. You know that nothing will change. There are no magic words that could save the relationship. So instead, she'll just sit there and enjoy the moment. Now, I don't know if you believe in parallel lives, but if you do, I'd like to believe that there's a version of you and your ex out there where you're both happy and in love with each other, away from any complications that riddle your existence in this universe. But like what you said in the last episode, this is nothing but a consuelo. But it's actually this consuelo that gives me peace when ghosts of lovers past haunt me. So thank you, Julianne, for sharing your story. I could hear a faint rendition of Adele's All I Ask in the background, and your entry is just as beautiful and bittersweet as that song. Our next entry comes from Earl, and he is the host of Philippine Campfire Stories. We last heard Earl as a storyteller in 11B and as Lee in Love at a Coffee Shop. Let's see what Earl would say to his ex. Hi, city boy. Um, this is, um, lang ko sa pangalang Philippine Campy. Jar, this is Earl. <laughs> Alright, so the last episode you asked, if you could go back to the last day you saw your ex, what would you say? Um, let me share my answer, I guess. Mm. Hello? Uh, 
um, how are you? Um, I'd like to say I'm sorry that things did not work out between us anymore. And uh, I'd like to say thank you for sharing your part, a part of your life with me. Um, please know that I will find my way and be happy. And I will be wishing the same for you. I know that we will have a lot of questions and regrets, but please take comfort in knowing that we are both strong and we are both wise, as I'd like to believe. And our hearts will be filled with love once more, even as for mother hearts. Thank you, city boy and kaochis. I can't believe Earl just legitimized kaochis. Um, he tweeted this around the time that 17C came out, and I had hoped that it wouldn't catch on, but yet... Here we are. Um, Earl said that he would say sorry and thank you to his ex and reassure him that they will eventually find their respective ways and be happy. He said that their hearts will be filled with love once more, even if it is from other hearts. Staying angry at someone that you loved is often the easy way out. You don't deal with the emotions. You just set it aside and you try to forget about it. But knowing how Earl has now found his forever love, it feels so good to hear him look back at this relationship with nothing but love and appreciation for the man who helped him discover what love was. That relationship may have been a pit stop, but it was the love that made sure he would reach his rightful destination at exactly the right time. So thank you, Earl. Your story was hopeful, and it shines a light for some of our listeners who may have not found their way yet. Our next storyteller is Clarence, who we last heard in 15B. Here is Clarence's entry. I could have been the one. I should have been the one. Because you were mine. It's very short. It's just 16 words. And Clarence has a very short entry today, but... What it lacks in length, it more than makes up for an emotion. I can almost imagine Clarence saying this over dinner at some posh restaurant. And sometimes we don't need 300 words to say how we feel. In this entry, 16 were enough. And we don't know what happened in this relationship, but it seems to be vivid enough for Clarence to choose just the right words to succinctly deliver a punch. It was almost like he was saying, we could have had it all, but you wasted this heart that had nothing but love for you. I can only pray that whatever the reason was, that it was worth it, and that Clarence didn't go through all that pain for nothing. So thank you, Clarence, for that short and bittersweet entry. It gave us a lot to think about in this episode. Our next storyteller is my good friend Yuichiban, and this is his first entry. Let's listen to what he had to say. If I would be able to go back to the last day that I saw my ex, I'd probably tell him the same things, but I'll add a few more. So I'm going to thank him for making me realize that I deserve better, that I don't deserve him, that I deserve so much more. Uh, I, would, I would tell him uh, that he should not do the things that he's done to me. I shouldn't do that to whoever is the new one that's going to come into his life. Uh, I'll tell him that, that he shouldn't just take things for granted. Um, that he should contribute to the relationship uh, and that he shouldn't just think about himself, you know, since it's a two-way road. So I think that's it. That's what I'm going to tell him. 
There's so much pain in this entry, and you can hear his breath tighten as he says these words. I hope that letting this out gave him some sort of release. Sometimes we say goodbye to people, and we're left with all the love that we had for them. But it's a love that has nowhere to call home. I don't think love ever goes away, and you can hear that in the advice that he offers his ex. Yuichi Ben wishes that his ex would change his ways, and that he wouldn't do what he did to his next lover. It takes a lot of courage to wish your ex and his new partner well. Now, I can't assure you that he's listening, but I hope you know that I am. I can't wait for this stupid pandemic to end so we can finally talk about this boy over drinks and pizza. So thank you, Yuichi Ben. I appreciate your entry. You said love is a two-way street, and I'm proud of you that you chose to switch lanes when you realized that you weren't getting what you deserved. Our next storyteller is Ioni, who says that she was too shy to record her entry, so I'll read it for you. And this is also her first entry to the show. Here is Ioni's story. If I would be given a chance to talk to my ex again, I would tell her this. I love you, but I don't deserve to be an option. Just because your ex came back, you would let me go just like that? This was not the first time you did it, but definitely... It'll be the last. Because I deserve to be loved the way I loved you, and I don't deserve to be an option. You were my everything, but you just let me go. I will continue to be happy and live my life without you in it, because I deserve it. Speaking of deserve, no one deserves to be plan B. And it seems like, unfortunately, that's what Ioni was to her ex. So yes, she may still love her, but these are moments where a bigger love eclipses the old. She chose to love herself instead. She said it wasn't the first time that this happened, and so it's clear that this ex of hers still has a lot of unresolved issues with her previous relationships. And you shouldn't feel bad that you gave this love as many chances as you did. It may seem like you lost in the end because you still broke up, but in my book, you're clearly the winner here. You loved with all your heart and gave it as many chances as you could, but then you woke up and realized that she didn't deserve you. Ioni, you deserve to live a happy life with someone who doesn't see you as a spare tire. You deserve somebody that's all yours. Thank you for sending this entry. With all my heart, I wish you find the love that you truly deserve. Our next storyteller is Jekko, who has been a friend of the show for some time now, and I had been bugging Jekko to submit an entry for months, and this episode, he finally did. So let's listen to what Jekko had to say. Hey, city boy. It's Jekko. I think if I could go back to the day where I saw my ex for the last time, I would like to give him a big hug. For it's a very, very tight hug. And I would like to say to him that I'm very grateful for his existence. Because he taught me that I was capable of love. And I was capable of loving someone. And I think that's the most enchanting thing ever. To be able to discover yourself. And to be able to be brave with someone. Not to hide or to just be out there. And show your emotions and be transparent. And I owe it to him this bravery that I have now. So, 
I want to say thank you to him for the last time. So this is quite a change of tone from the previous entries. Uh, Jekko was in a recent Twitter space that I participated in where we talked about our first loves. And in that discussion, we listened to people recounting their first experiences. Some were good, some were bad, and we even had some that were downright hilarious. But we all walked away with some realizations. Your first love is like the first book that you ever read, and it taught you how to see the words and put them together for the first time to give them meaning. And while you may have read your fair share of books, it's always nice to, every now and then, take that first book off the shelf and spend an afternoon with it. Not everyone has the pleasure of looking back at their first book fondly, so I'm glad that Jekko got to do that with his. Jekko's first book was enchanting, and I love that word. It is enchanting to discover who you are within another person. This love taught him to be brave, and for that, Jekko is forever grateful. So thank you, Jekko, for putting a smile on our faces. I can't wait to hear more of your stories. So that wraps up our first half of Storytellers. I hope you're enjoying, and after the break, we'll hear six more stories from our listeners. We'll be right back with more stories I wish you heard. Hey guys, I'm Brian. And I'm Luigi. And this is Bulolo Sessions. Kwentuhang puro kasabawan. Pero may laman. Dito, pagchichikahan natin ang kung ano-anong ganap natin sa buhay. Pwedeng love life, kawalan ng love life, madalas sex, or reklamo sa trabaho, at marami pang iba. So, kung gusto nyo makarelate sa kasabawan, or bored lang talaga kayo sa buhay, pakinggan nyo kami sa Bulala Sessions, Wednesdays at 8pm, Kita-kits! Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for Bulalo Sessions, a bunk collective podcast hosted by Brian and Luigi. I really enjoy these two. They uh, break down complicated issues about relationships with such ease. And their latest episode, Oh Yes, Kaibigan Mo Ko, Kaibigan Mo Lang Ako, talks about jealousy with partners and best friends. I'll leave the link in this episode's show notes. Now, Brian of Bulalo Sessions was also kind enough to send an entry for this episode. He originally shared this poem with me as a picture, and after I practically begged him, he recorded it for us to enjoy. Here is a game of words. A game of words. On cold afternoons, we'll drink coffee. I sit across the table, you writing a verse on a table napkin, me laughing at the creases on your forehead. Some days I'll do the writing, most days we both do. Our words on silent rivalry, like a chess game of poetry. It was our thing, or oftentimes, we'll talk stuff, smile, and say, maybe in the future, we'll have that. Not long ago, in the same table, one warm afternoon, We sat across each other, no verses, or poems, or table napkins. How are the dogs? Is work good? I see you've been busy. You look nice. We disguised our longing with small talks. Our words aren't fighting, 
no longer the weapons we used. They turned dull, broken, exhausted. Only armors and shields up. And it took all the strength not to strip them away and surrender. And you said, maybe in the future, we'll have it back. So if you listen to enough episodes of this podcast, you would know that I am a sucker for parallels between a past when there was love and a present when there was none. And this poem captures that perfectly. We start with a flashback of two writers with a silent rivalry. And it's nice to dream when you're young and love comes easy. And he says, maybe in the future we'll have that. But that was a future that wouldn't come. And when they see each other again, they find themselves disguising longing with small talks. Gone is the kindness in each other's eyes or the love in each other's voice. You can tell that there were still some feelings there with Brian wanting to set aside their shields and armors, but it was that final line that killed me. Maybe in the future, we'll have it back. (sighs) I don't know if the love he wrote about in this poem was real or not, but it sure felt real to me. It makes me wonder, is there an afterlife for relationships that had the best of intentions, but somehow could not stand the test of time? I sure hope so. Maybe then, you'll both find the courage to take it all back. So thank you, Brian, for sending in that beautiful entry. It took my breath away. Our next entry is from Kay, who we last heard from in 11b. She sent her entry as text, which I'll read for you. The last time I saw my ex was weird. It was his birthday, and I had gotten him a present the least personal gift I could give in our entire relationship. Because for the first time in five years, I didn't know what to get him. Because we had hardly been seeing each other for all sorts of reasons. So that day was the perfect day to see each other as I handed him my gift. When I got there, he looked up from his phone and as he looked at me, he had this weird look on his face. For the first time in five years, he didn't look happy to see me. About a month later was when he ghosted me and our relationship disintegrated into nothing. So if I could go back to that day, I'd ask him to just say it already, to man up and end it with me right then and stick to it because we both knew that a month later he was going to do it anyway, so he might as well save me some dignity while he's at it. So Kay recalls a relationship that seemed to have ended some time before they called it quits. And she didn't know that that was the last time they'd see each other, with the guy ghosting her about a month later. I guess it's like when a company folds, and you're supposed to leave enough funds to give everyone their last pay. But in a breakup, you have to leave with enough love and respect for the other person to do it properly and with dignity. I'd like to think that it's a courtesy we should extend to all hearts we once called home, but sadly, it seems to have fallen out of fashion. So if you're in a relationship right now that you know is not going to last forever, I hope you hear Kay's words and find the courage to end things with the love and dignity that your partner deserves. Kay may be over it, and she may have even found a better heart to call her own, but that doesn't make the memory any less painful, and no one deserves that. So thank you, Kay, for this enlightening entry. I hope you have found closure in this relationship, 
even if he had to do it alone. Our next storyteller is Miller, and this is her first entry. Let's see what Miller would say to her ex if she could go back in time. Hi, I'm Miller. So to answer your question, if I could go back to the last day I saw my ex, what would I tell her? Well, I guess it was a long time coming. I guess I had it easier than most because I actually saw this moment coming months ago. I guess I knew I was always meant to lose her. We tried. Oh God, did we try. For two years. And on the day we last saw each other, we both knew that we had to do what we had to do. And we were so kind about it too. We agreed to see one another before 2020 ended. Maybe it was to celebrate the year that was the year that broke us. But we were breaking one another long before that. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but we did it anyway. If I could go back to the day that I last saw her, I'd change very little of it. We spent our last moments feeling as though we were back to the old us. Uncomplicated, fun, comfortable. Looking back though, I might have said a few things, a few more things. I might have said that it was unfair for her to blame me for how she decided to talk to her ex again, to the point of considering taking him back, behind my back. I had moments wherein I wasn't proud of how I treated her, but those moments didn't give her the right to hurt me the way that she did. I might have said that I deserved so much more and that I didn't deserve to be treated the way that she treated me. I gave her so much love, looked past her flaws, mistakes, lies, and loved her anyway. I was too much for her and not enough all at the same time. I might have taken back my power because even after at that day, she still had so much power over me. I grieved her. For months, I grieved her. I grieved us. But I guess I was grieving even before that day. We both knew what was to come. Does knowing make it easier though? I guess I'll just have to keep on guessing. So Miller poses a question. Does knowing you're going to break up somehow make it easier? And she recalls a love that was doomed, and perhaps with the best interests, they decided to see each other one last time before they called it quits. We all know 2020 was rough, and many relationships did not survive it. But Miller says it felt like it was over way before that. Her ex blames Miller for how she started talking to her ex again, and I think that this is a sign of immaturity, of an inability to take responsibility for your own decisions. Like what we said to Clarence, I hope that it was worth it. I hope that your ex found what she was looking for, because otherwise, what's the point? 
You gave all your love and all your power, but you got nothing in return. So does it make it easier? I think in some ways it does. Um, when you compare it with Kay's story where she was ghosted, perhaps there's some comfort that you and your ex had the chance to talk it out one last time and end things properly. There are questions that remain, like in any ending. There will always be a few question marks that haven't quite turned into periods. But I hope that these questions turn into lessons, making you a much better person the next time you decide to give love a chance. Like I said in the story, good or bad, some loves can wound you so deeply that years later, you can still tell stories of your scars. Remember that a scraped knee doesn't mean you'll never get on a bike again. So thank you, Miller, for sending your entry. I pray for the day that you can ride your bike freely into the sunset, knowing that you have a mature and true love that you deserve. Our next storyteller is a good friend of mine. <laughs> I used to read Sed's blog all the time, and it's been years since I last heard from him. So when he responded to my call for entries on Twitter, I got very excited. Let's listen to what Sed had to say. If I could go back in time and knew that it'd be the last time I'll be seeing you, I would have hugged you so tight and make you feel that it'll be our last. I would have never leave LA and stayed with you and never took that flight back to New York. If only I knew it would be the last time I'd be seeing you, I'd take my time memorizing every detail of you, appreciating you in your sleep while you rest your head in my arms. If only I knew it would be the last lunch together, I could have taken a lot of pictures of you with our food, just like what we usually do. We could have walked in Santa Monica Pier, walk along the shore and savor the sun. But I took that flight back and thought we fixed everything together before I left. It never crossed my mind that we were so broken beyond repair because I still believe in us. I believe we can still make it. Despite of the things that happened, I thank you for all the things that you taught me, the good and the bad, for being caring, being supportive, and letting me be myself, for meeting your family and friends and letting me be part of them. I know it got difficult for us, time, distance, and you needed more space. It felt like I didn't know you anymore even though we talk almost every day. After we broke up, I went back to those great places that we went together here in New York. It took time and courage to go there, and I was hoping to find traces of you for closure, because I desperately needed that. What I end up finding are pieces of myself, and I have to put them back together. Finally, I learned to forgive myself, and learned to live not hurting. I'll miss you and I love you, and I wish you well. And if ever I'll see you again, I hope we are both in a better place. So there are many regrets in this entry. And I think we can all relate to wanting to have one last hug or one last lunch, one last mundane moment with someone that we loved. For while there are lovers that grow into each other, sadly others can grow apart. And I think that's what happened to Sed. There's still so much love in his voice. You can hear it in how he pays reverence to this love. He thanks his ex for all the good things that they experienced together. And these are memories that we hold close to our hearts. 
I like how he said he took walks to reclaim spaces that reminded him of his ex as a way to get closure. But in the process, he found so much more. He found pieces of himself, enough to put him back together. It takes a big heart to love freely, and an even bigger heart to forgive when it's all over. I hope you do see each other again, um, maybe when the time is right, and when your hearts and wounds have fully healed. You've forgiven yourself. That's really the hardest part of this process, and I'm glad to hear that you're not living your life hurting. So thank you, Sed, for your entry. You gave our listeners a walkthrough so they can live their best life after a massive breakup. Our next storyteller is Isla from The Kimbop Show. And Isla is a gifted writer, and she sent me this entry as text after she saw my call for entries on Twitter. I asked her to record it since I know that she has a beautiful voice, and she willingly obliged. So here is Isla's entry. You remember how we look at certain corners by default when we're searching for something? It's like... Our mind already knows where to go, and our body automatically leads us to that place. And when we're already in that corner, we're almost always sure we'll find it there. You remember that, don't you? I just want to tell you that sometimes I still look for you in the corners of my home. Your presence is like a ghost, weighing heavily on every corner, etched like a scar on my walls. I can still smell your perfume sometimes. I can still hear you groan as you hesitate to turn the alarm off. I can still feel your body on my bed. It's odd how I still believe I will find you in the corners of my home even though I know in my mind that you are not here anymore. In this week's story, I shared a bit of brain science that I got from this learning convention that I attended, and it's about how the brain forgets intentionally. I like how Isla touches on that. Her mind knows that he's not there anymore, but it's her stubborn heart who can't seem to forget. When you share a space with somebody, it can get haunted when they leave. So I hope that you find the courage to change the curtains, and maybe rearrange the furniture or reclaim your space, maybe one day um, you'll wake up not smelling his perfume or feel his body on your bed. Maybe one day you'll wake up without the ghost of his love haunting you. When Isla shared this entry, I sent her an Indigo Girls song, which I absolutely love. It's called Ghost, and if you haven't heard it yet, you have to stream it today. There's a demo version that appeared in the Rarities record, and it gives me goosebumps every time. I think it's okay to sit down every now and then and recall these big loves, these big ghosts, but I hope you eventually find the strength to start over again. Remember that the Mississippi may be mighty, and as the song goes, it started in Minnesota at a place that you could walk across with five steps down. If you look all the way back to the start, you'll find that you once lived a life without him. So it's not impossible for you to do that again. So thank you, Isla, for your beautiful entry. Your words are spectacular, and you're always welcome in this show. And our final entry is from Carissa of the podcast Coping with Carissa, 
We last heard from Carissa in 14B, but back in my first season, she was our featured storyteller in 6B. She was one of the first people to tweet the last episode, and I remember feeling so shocked when she tagged her ex. So let's listen to what Carissa had to say. Hi, I'm Carissa, and I'm here for the stories I wish you heard. If I'll go back to that moment, I wouldn't be changing any word I said. But I'd probably look into the times we kept lying to each other about certain things that led to where we are now. Because what resonates to me more would always be the words we kept throwing at each other, which lingered. Not everyone gets this chance. I got to ask my ex about the lies he told me. The lies that weren't really meant to bring the house down, but to keep it sturdy. We ask each other about the things we should have said instead that might have made a difference. Did you lie about not wanting to be with me anymore? He said he did. He asked me if I did too. I said I always lied about not wanting to be with you. But none of this matter anymore because we already chose these lies to become our truths. And this is how the lies we keep telling can make something sturdy, a wall that will separate us from the one we love. Thank you, City Boy! So we had some beautiful imagery in that entry, and it's a joy to see Carissa flex her creative muscles. Carissa said that throughout the relationship, she and her ex had their fair share of lies. And these little lies kept their house sturdy, but apparently not sturdy enough. In the end, they said they didn't want to be with each other anymore, but neither of them knew at that time that they both had their fingers crossed behind them. Eventually, those final lies became their truths, and the same lies that strengthened their house built a strong wall between them. I'm glad you got to recall these moments with your ex, As you said, not everyone really gets the chance to do that, and so I'm glad that this episode paved the way for a little bit of closure. Thank you, Carissa, for sending in that entry. I'm glad to hear the continuation of your story from 6B, and just like I said in that episode, something tells me that there are more pages to this book, and so I can only hold my breath until the next chapter. So, some final words on this episode. We heard a dozen recountings of time travelers all choosing to do different things if they could go back to the last time that they saw their ex. Some would say a choice line or two. Some would simply savor the moment. Others would express their gratitude for a heart that they once called home. I remember writing the story about two years after the relationship that inspired it ended. And the time I spent between that final goodbye and the writing of this story really helped put things in perspective. So we can't really travel back to that time, at least not literally. And the most that we can afford is a moment to look back at a love that was. I hope you look back at these times with unclenched fists and a smile on your face. And if you don't, then I hope that by telling your story, you were able to release that negative energy away from your heart. Because your heart may have taken a beating, but it deserves to beat again. As the great Nat King Cole once said, The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I leave you with this poem that someone once sent me on Tumblr, and it's called Put Your Weapons Down and Come Home from War 
XYZ. It works like this. They leave and then wait for your letters. Like you're the one who walked away. Like you're the one who burned down the highways between your houses. Like you're the one who scattered the distance across the train tracks. They see you again and you're rebuilding bridges and your hands are blistered and there's a fire on the other side of the bridge that should tell you to run, but you don't run. You just keep building. Because what else is there to do with yourself nowadays? Baby, I don't know where you were when you got your heart broken for the first time, but I bet you still can't go back there. I bet you're still stuck somewhere else, waiting for someone to meet you halfway, and no one is showing up. I know, baby, I know. He's a wound that won't heal, and you're so tired of your skin turning soft and pink for someone who didn't stay to see it happen. I know, baby, I know. You're allowed to start your day still in love with his voice. You're allowed to miss him like a war you were used to fighting. You're allowed to want him to come back like a soldier from battle. One of these days, you're going to wake up without his name waiting like a ghost in your bed. One of these days, you're going to wake up and forget that there's supposed to be someone else next to you. And you'll climb back into yourself and wonder why you ever left such a miracle of a body behind. This poem has given me great comfort during my own moments of self-reflection, and I hope it warms your heart for when you go to sleep tonight. You are beautiful. You deserve to turn soft and pink for somebody who will actually stay to see it happen. So look that ghost in the eye, thank them for coming into your life, and then when you're ready, send them back into the world. I promise you it'll be worth it. I promise you that your heart is stronger than you think. <laughs> that bell tells us that that's all the unpacking we have for this episode thank you to our storytellers for sharing your recordings it's been an honor to share the stories you wish were heard if you'd like to weigh in on this episode you can share your stories with me on twitter or instagram by tagging me at cityboy or on facebook at facebook.com slash the stories i wish you heard and if you'd like to be our next storyteller please stay tuned after the a episode to hear the question for the week Record your answer and send it to me to be featured in the B episode. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when we feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard.